Tori Haynes and Ray Haynes. And, you know, we're called the Sound of Revival. Yes, we are, which makes that song one of my favorites. Yes. Where did that come from? Uh, You know, it was 10 years ago, I think. And uh, and we were at a literal awakening, a revival that was happening at the House of Prayer in Lawrenceville. And uh, it was so powerful. And I was praying. I was not the manager at the time. I've been here 30 years, but I wasn't the manager. And, And as I was praying, just saying, God, I so want this outside these walls. What can we do to have that happen? Lord, make that happen. Yeah. And that's what he said. I'm about to send the sound of revival. It's not a song or worship of my presence released unto the earth. And it just hit me just because... You know, I've thought of lots of things about revival, but I've never, ever heard the phrase, the sound of revival. And so it just, it resonated in me, and it just so happened I became manager uh, later that summer. And that was the very first thing that I did, because I felt like God was saying, you know, we were to be a part of that. was to release that constant sound of the, the wooing of God, perhaps. Yeah. You've actually done just about every job here, you know, which is cool. (laughs) And like growing up, I think it's funny because we have so many pictures where I'm like outside in the cul-de-sac out front with my little Barbie Jeep Jeep, (laughs) um, (laughs) cruising, you know, and it's just awesome to be able to work together and to be able to just keep spreading, you know, the worship, the word, the sound of revival in 219 nations and territories it's mind-blowing oh there's no greater joy for a dad either just uh, to have a you know have a daughter be so proud and then get to come and do work with her too that's just uh it's very cool you know very few people i think get to really enjoy this kind of a world so very thankful for you love you love you too now this morning we're talking about a lot on the hebrew calendar and one thing that we were talking about off air was the significance of this year we're having to wear masks right everywhere we go people are being kind of forced, you know, to wear these masks. <laughs> kind of forced. Yeah. <laughs> <We're being> forced. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about, okay, so the Hebrew word for the year this past year has been pay. Pay, right? Which means mouth. Which it's means been mouth. Year of or the mouth. breath, right? The, and which is what makes you sing because it's breath, right? So, uh, you know, this year has been a weird year. And, uh, you know, the best way to say this is, is in, you know, in all of these feasts of the Lord since the spring, we've been talking about these the the four horsemen of the apocalypse. One day are going to bring judgment to the earth. And what God showed me early on around in March was that these were going to be glimpses, which has happened before. I'm going to take you back in history during this break and tell you a little bit about when this happened before so you understand this isn't something new. And I hope you understand I'm I'm trying to make something up. This is just a, a new it's it's something new for us in our season of our life. If you're old enough, this is not something new. But why are we having these glimpses of what's going to be called the Great Tribulation? We already know. If you lived in Africa or you're in India or in China right now, there's no question you understand what tribulation is. Uh, but what about America? We don't generally find a lot of this. And suddenly we're starting to go, all of our freedoms are gone. We're going, what, what in the world? And yeah. we're starting to recognize what we've been seeing in uh, the communist nations, Marxist and socialist nations going, this is so weird. So I think it was a very big awakening for us. And uh, Mark 13 says this, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, and this is a bit of a war, there's cold and hot wars, do not be alarmed, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. In other words, so when they happen, don't go, ah, it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but you do need to ask the question, why must they happen? 
Well, the rest of the verse, these are the beginning of birth pain. Something is being born. Something is being released. So these glimpses of the four horsemen are also glimpses into the great tribulation in the end times. We're getting a little window into the end of the world. We're not enjoying it, but it is nonetheless a window. Uh, there are, it is 2020, so we're getting glasses, kind of speaking. So but there are reasons that these spiritual battles that we're going through, even in America, must take place. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, describes these battles as being inevitable and scheduled. They, it says this, things which must take place swiftly, things which must take place after this, and things which must take place shortly. All right? So all of these are musts. All right? So when it comes to spiritual sight, I do believe, I definitely do not like wearing masks. I'm willing to do it if necessary, but I do think it's also rebuke from God. Mm -hmm. And I think it has to do with this year of the mouth of pay. I think that as a people, Christians, non-Christians, all across, I think that we have been covering our sin for so long. Mm. I think that this is the most visible way that God can rebuke a church, saying, you know, you're wearing masks, and now I'm going to force you to wear a mask. Mm. It's the same thing he did when he took his people into bondage, into slavery. You're slaves to sin. And he took them into that so that they could see it. And we just went past the, the a month of uh, Tammuz which was a name of a god in Babylon, and they kept the name of their month so they'd remember that they were there because they worshiped false gods. And I hope that we remember one day, uh, as a lot of days, but in the future days, that you know there was a season and a time, even in America, where as Christians and as a church, they had to rebuke us because we've been covering the issue instead of dealing with the issue. And what are the words coming out of our mouth? That's mm. what's the uncleanness. It's not things going in, but things coming out, right? So. Here's the issues that are coming up. We walk by faith, not by sight. So this idea of 2020, of this year that we're going on, or perhaps we walk using spiritual sight, not physical sight. The test of 2020 will be how well our spiritual sight functions. What are you seeing when you see this year? This is uh, Matthew 13. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. And, you know, you could look at this, <laughs> this line in America of those that they're, by what's coming out of their mouth, especially, you could be going, you don't have a clue, do you? You're seeing what's not there. You're seeing wrong. You're not seeing rightly. Well, all the feasts and the fasts of the biblical year take place for one reason, so that God's people will truly repent and turn fully to God. Sadly, most don't. Revelation 9 and 16 says it four times. They did not repent. See, you can see it in the streets of the world this year very clearly. There's no sense of right or wrong, truth or morality. Evil is being called good. Good is called evil. And it may not be fun to watch, but hopefully your spiritual eyes can see. That's the big test. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, Second Corinthians 4 says, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. See, there's a point where it's impossible for them to see. First uh, John 2, but anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness, walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. You know, that is, if there was ever a big test of this year, and I just want to challenge you, it's that one. We've got to love, and it just doesn't matter 
you know, what's going on in these areas, if we're going to receive forgiveness from God, we've got to extend it at the same degree, which means the test of the year is, will you hate? Will you be angry? Will you be rageful? Will you follow that journey into darkness? Or will you have 20-20 vision? Will you be able to see spiritually? Now, learn the lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that that time will come. Therefore, keep watch. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. All right. Why are we watching? Because like Moses, we have a role to play in God's judgment. He doesn't want us to miss that role. Look around us and all the demons of hell of May 2020, a time of fear and terror that has swept the world away. The church has not looked very good. These events and experiences are training. It's spiritual CrossFit, if you will. There are strategies, instruction, and battlefield dynamics that only come from hands-on experience. There will be a baptism of fire in the real end times. This fire will be judgment and glory. Our passions must arise for consecration and prayer. And much more than tribulation is coming. We win because he already won. This time we'll also see unparalleled revival, evangelism, and so much more. We are his prize. He leads us in a procession of victory, all right? All right, so from the beginning of time, God set apart special days throughout the year. They're called moed, or appointed times. There were practical times, such as when the harvest was gathered or when sacrifices were made for their sin. These days were also a roadmap that marked how and when Jesus would save the world and judge the world. He began the work of saving us when Jesus was conceived during the Festival of Lights and when he was born on the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. Jesus became flesh, made his dwelling or tabernacle among us, Feast of Tabernacles, and identified himself as the Messiah at the Feast of Purim, which is in March. Right? So he died on Passover, rose again on first fruits, walked with his disciples for 40 days during the counting of the Omer, then ascended, poured out the Holy Spirit on the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Sound familiar? Likewise, scriptures tell us his work of future judgment will occur on these appointed times as well, including the second coming, the tribulation, the rapture, the judgment, the wedding of the bride, and every other event in eternity. Feast days are future-facing windows that allow us to peer into the end times and gain prophetic understanding. As a result, glimpses or previews of the Great Tribulation often coincide with these feast days. For instance, here's your history. You loved history? Here's your history lesson. For instance, the February Revolution in Russia began at Purim in 1917, leading to the Tsar abdicating his throne within one week. Lenin and Trotsky returned from exile just after Passover during the counting of the Omer. Just before Pentecost, the Kronstadt Rebellion began. At Purim, the Bolsheviks were 24,000 strong. By Feast of Trumpets, they were 200,000. In World War II, German troops invade Austria at Purim in 1938. At the Feast of Trumpets in 1938, Hitler signed the Munich Agreement by which Czechoslovakia surrendered its border region's defenses to Nazi Germany. Yom Kippur, the Nazis invalidated all German passports held by Jews. At Purim 1942, Auschwitz-Birkenau camp was established. 
you can go back from World War One and just watch all these things roll, and they all roll along on the feast days. And that just simply is because these are glimpses of what's going to happen one day. As terrible, uh, unbelievably horrible as the Holocaust is, going beyond our understanding, that's still just a tiny little glimpse of what's coming. And so he's trying to prepare us.